Hello, and welcome to Objective Health. I am your host today, Erica, and joining me in our virtual studio is Doug Elliott, and behind the scenes is Damien. Hello. Hello. Hi. So welcome all. Thanks for tuning in. More interesting and frightening news to share today. Today, we're going to talk about jabbing kids. Is the treatment worse than the disease? I'd say most definitely. There's a lot of uh, information coming out now about side effects from the COVID vaccine, particularly the mRNA vaccines in children over the age of 12, young adults, adolescents, tweens, whatever you want to call them. So I wanted to mention to folks, if you did not get a chance to watch our show that we did back on April 20th of 2021, called Kids and COVID Shots, we talked for about a half an hour about the serious concerns about giving children this COVID-19 vaccine, considering the fact that they're real not, really not at risk and do the benefits outweigh the risks. And now we're starting to receive information and story about how the risks are much greater than the benefits. Mm-hmm. One of those stories that kind of came across the news feed is um, the WHO recently came out saying children should not be vaccinated for the moment. And this was carried by the Defender, which is part of Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s website. Um, It was Megan Redshaw wrote the article and basically it is discussing how the WHO has recently updated guidance and actually changed the wording once again. And Damien has an image of that that he can share. So basically they have an editor's note in the article that says after a publication on June 22nd, the health, uh, World Health Organization edited its last guidance on who should get the COVID vaccine by removing the sentence children should not be vaccinated for the moment. And instead saying that a panel of experts, wonder who they are, had uh, found the vaccine is suitable for use by children over the age of 12. Uh, The red hairline box was added to highlight the sentence that was removed. And so you can check that out for yourself if you're interested, pretty scary stuff. There's quite a lot of information in this short little article, but very enlightening, kind of uh, how we had talked about in our previous show three months ago. Um, One argument for not vaccinating children against COVID is that they have relatively little benefit from it. And another one, um, there's a kind of a subheader in the article for kids benefits of COVID vaccines don't outweigh the risks. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're pointing to Pfizer's trial of 12 to 15 year olds, which supported the recent UAE, the harms outweigh the benefits and those who had the placebo were better off than those who received the vaccine. So every, every moment we're getting more and more information. Just one last thing, Kim Wetzek, an FDA consumer representative express great concerns over the premature approval of COVID vaccines for children. Said data shows children are neither in danger or dangerous 
and the growing evidence of harm caused by COVID vaccines should not be ignored. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, the FDA has just actually come out and added a warning about a rare heart inflammation um, happening in young adults with the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, both of which are the mRNA ones. Um, so I was actually surprised and glad to see this, that they actually are adding this warning um, so that the word will actually get out there a little bit about this. Um, of course, when you go through this article, which was a, a Reuters article, um, it was called FDA Dad Warning About Rare Heart Inflammation to Pfizer and Moderna Vaccines. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was pleasantly surprised to, to, to see that they were doing this. Of course, within this article, they probably used the word rare about 50 times. I'm exaggerating, of course, but they keep on going on, about, on, a, on and on about how rare this condition is. And, and, you know, don't worry about it. It's rare. It's rare. It's rare. Keep getting your vaccines. Don't worry. But, um, you know, rare is pretty uh, subjective, you know. I mean, yes, it is rare if you look at per 100 million. I think it was like uh, 12 per 100 million or something like that was the number. Um, so, yeah, I mean, technically that is rare, but that's still like, you know, some people are still going to be are still going to be actually affected by this. So anyway, I'm just glad that the that the the warning is getting out there so that people are a little bit more informed because the media loves to spread around the idea that these vaccines are completely 100% safe. There is no danger whatsoever in getting them and you're just being selfish if you don't get it. Well, now there's a chance that um people under 30 might end up with a heart condition. Uh so yeah, I mean, anyway, I'm just glad that that's actually getting out there somewhat. And I'm surprised at the FDA that would actually do that. Then in that article, it says the CDC said that patients with heart inflammation following vaccination generally recover from the symptoms and do well. I mean, what does that even mean? Yeah. Do well. <laughs> and then they go on to say, we strongly encourage everyone age 12 and older who are eligible to receive the vaccine under emergency youth authorization to get vaccinated. So, I mean, that's Reuters for you, right? Like they basically. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. What the warning specifically is talking about is um, there's been reports of myocarditis and pericarditis, which are basically um, different in inflammations of the, uh, the heart, the cardiovascular system. Um, so apparently, the funny thing is, too, um, one article that we looked at for this was another one from Reuters, which was actually from back uh, beginning of May, May 7th. It was called E-Reviews Reports of Rare Nerve Disorder After AstraZeneca's COVID-19 Shot. Okay, so it doesn't even say anything in the title about the, because uh, AstraZeneca is not an mRNA one, right? So this is an article about AstraZeneca, about the non-mRNA, and they're talking about a rare nerve disorder that's that's a side effect from this. Well, buried down at the bottom, they say, on Friday, the EMA also said it was looking into reports of heart inflammation with uh, Pfizer-BioNTech uh, vaccine and Moderna shot. 
It said there was no indication at present that these cases were due to the vaccines. And it goes on and on and on. So this is basically like two months ago um, that they were already reporting on looking into this issue. Um, But they just buried it at the bottom of one where they were slamming AstraZeneca. And we've talked on this show before about, you know, we're no fans of of any of these vaccines, obviously. But we had commented in the past that it is rather curious that the publicized side effects are all coming out about the non-mRNA ones. Um, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson... Those ones are the ones where all these reports of, of side effects are coming out. Whereas for a while there anyway, until recently, the Pfizer and Moderna were getting off scot-free, despite the fact that there were reports of things like um, cardiovascular issues. So it seemed like from early on they were pushing people towards um, the mRNA vaccines and people away from you know, the viral vector ones. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of noticed this a couple months ago, even before we did that COVID kids shot show, how all of a sudden in mainstream, you were seeing, particularly here in the U.S., the side effects from Johnson and Johnson Hmm. and having followed this vaccine topic for over 20 years. It was the first time you actually see public like, you know, mainstream periodical information coming out about vaccine side effects previous to that you would never and i know i've mentioned this before but i just thought wow this is really interesting that they're really trying to target these non-mrna vaccines like the johnson and johnson we don't have the astrazeneca one in the u.s but we do have the j and j and you know i've even said to people who have asked me i i tend to be very limited in my sharing of information with the average person but if you do have to get it get the johnson and johnson one so i just found that that was very interesting that all this mainstream stuff was coming up about the side effects mm-hmm. which never has happened before so just a small observation it's like if you pay attention to those details they do paint a pretty bleak picture mm-hmm. Yeah. It's but, yeah. I mean, sorry. No, I was just gonna say <clears throat> the um, one of the shows that we did uh, a couple of weeks back. It's probably a month ago now, maybe a little bit longer. We were talking about a study by um, an Israeli scientist or a paper written by an Israeli scientist looking at the cost-benefit analysis. Uh, of mass vaccination campaigns, and his hypothesis was that the stronger the immune system or the more robust the immune system. So demographics which have good, robust immunity, for instance, children would have the, uh, a greater level of side effects. Uh, That was his theory. And that was before they had been rolling out uh, vaccines for children, if I'm Mm -hmm. correct. So he was saying theoretically, because children have better immune systems, they are likely to have very severe and potentially long-standing consequences to a much greater degree than the average person or elderly adult would. Okay. And does this, does this surprise you, right? We've seen a bunch of different side effects, loads of people having adverse events, but it seems as though some of the worst ones or some of the most severe ones and the ones that are actually getting reported on are the ones with children. Mm -hmm. And I suspect this is probably, again, 
like we said last week, tip of the iceberg, because we have so few children who've actually been vaccinated in comparison to the rest of the population. You know, like really these are the last people who have been or the children are the last ones to have even been offered the vaccine. So really the fact that we've seen so many adverse events and there's been so much publicity already, I would not be surprised if the theory put by, put forth by the Israeli researcher, I've forgotten what it was, but I wouldn't be surprised if his theory was correct. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I find it particularly saddening in the case of children because generally they, you know, children can't make decisions for themselves. That's the problem. They, they, they're not responsible for making decisions about their health. They're relying on their guardians mm. to make informed decisions for their best, for, for their, you know, best interests. And unfortunately what we're seeing is that parents are basically just giving their kids over to big pharma. That's what it seems like, you know, yeah. they are just handing over their kids and we're seeing children drop dead like flies. Yeah. Um, and in the ones, like you said, the ones who don't have the, uh, an immediate kind of death, well, they get a mild form of pericarditis or myocarditis or whatever it is, and then they recover. But the question is, what's the long-term side effect of that? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Does this mean that this is going to predispose them to heart failure? Doug, you were telling me the other day that there was a statistic showing that uh, pericarditis or myocarditis earlier on is a major risk factor for going on or a predisposing factor for going on to develop um early stage heart failure right was i telling you that <laughs> maybe you weren't <laughs> i don't remember that <laughs> maybe it wasn't you who told me that i do apologize that's anyway right. that is something that someone told me now i'm not sure i would imagine that because of the damage that you do do to the heart during inflammation that's what these these conditions are inflammation of the uh, lining of the heart or the muscle of the heart then um, it's it's very possible that this could lead to something further on down the line, and this is something that unfortunately it can't really be predicted. Mm-hmm. Which is so fascinating to me because with all the traditional vaccines that they give children, they sit there and tell you, you know, you got to get the measles, mumps, rubella, you got to give the kid the hib, the polio to prevent illness later in life, right? And so as a parent, you're thinking, okay, well I'll take my chances because I don't want my child to get this illness later in life. And now you're giving a product to children that is going to cause this illness later in life. And as you said, Elliot, the informed consent, I shared again on a previous show, states in the United States are changing the age of consent to 12 years old, 12 to to 18. Children now can get a free ice cream. They can go to a live concert if they get vaccinated. So they are, putting this wedge in the family, which, you know, that's a whole nother discussion for another show, but basically telling children, go out and get this. You don't need parental consent. And, you know, this is having very serious side effects. And I remember as a parent, you know, they'd tell you, well, your child has a one in 10,000 chance of contracting the illness from the vaccine. So now you're having this obviously more than one in 10,000 event with children and you know what I mean they like you said Elliot the children don't understand they don't think yeah they're very in the moment still at that age they're not thinking well when I'm 30 I might die of a heart attack you know and so it is so nefarious and like 
everyone here on the show, it just makes my blood boil because you're like, how are they even getting away with this on any real level? Like where are all the advocates for children's rights? And there are people out there that are, that are advocating for more information and we're seeing it. It's, it's coming out. I mean, we just did a show last week about the uh, spike protein and that David, uh, the Dr. Bridal had talked about in Canada, how they don't even have information on scene trials and cl- the clinic, the duration of the clinical trials for teens and children. So you already know that they don't have the information and let's just go ahead with it anyway. Yeah. Why not? Well, let's just see what happens. And the kids will do anything for a free ice cream, basically. Yeah. So it's incredibly effective. Yeah, and without going into specifics, I know that there's at least one example and probably many other of individuals who've had a loved one die, a child. A child, there was a case of a 13-year-old boy who'd Mm. died of, um, was it pericarditis? Yeah, I think it was pericarditis, um, some kind of, cardiac event it led to a heart attack um they found that he'd had an enlarged heart and yeah so even after knowing a child had died from taking this vaccine um in this particular case the uh the family member was essentially said that she would still recommend that all children are vaccinated that she would still recommend that her own children were vaccinated, that she would still recommend that her family's children were vaccinated, you know? So the programming runs so fundamentally deep, mm-hmm. you know, even these people after having a, a loved one die of an event because of a vaccine, they still recommend that everyone else should get it. And it's just bizarre, really. It's totally bizarre. It's, it's very difficult to understand this kind of mindset. I think, um, but it seems as though they are they have so much faith that the authorities are doing their best to uh one be honest, provide honest information, and two essentially look out for their health right and they are essentially exporting all of the responsibility that they should be taking for their own health they're exporting that and and putting that in the hands of um of big pharma essentially and as, as long as that happens, we're going to see parents and guardians hand over their children. Um, and even if, like you said, you know, they're lowering the, the lowering the, the age of consent, that's, that's irrelevant. I mean, that's completely irrelevant because children are so suggestible at that age. They, they're not competent to make one of those decisions. These children can't drink alcohol. There's a good reason for that. They can't drive cars. There's also a very good reason for that. So why on earth would they be able to make a decision about getting the vaccine or not. So ultimately it's going to come down to the parents and the guardians. And unfortunately it seems as though there are that many people who have the utmost faith in the authorities um, and the information that's provided to them that I don't see this slowing down. Right. And although, I mean, we see that the who recently said that children should not be vaccinated at the moment will this actually stop anything? You know, will this, the who have made recommendations in the past about things. And just because the who make recommendations does not necessarily mean that we're going to see an immediate slowdown in vaccination rates among children, right? Sometimes it can take a while to filter through. So 
again, it's one of those things that it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out and exactly what comes comes of this. And I know the way that I would hope to see it play out. I would hope that there would be people on the streets, that there would be people putting their foot down and saying, I'm sick of this. Will that happen? Maybe, but probably not. Well, I think you do see it happening a little bit um, with uh, Dr. Malone, who created the mRNA vaccine coming out on the Brett Weinstein show. And uh, recently, Dr. Pierre Corey and Brett Weinstein were on the Joe Rogan show and they called it like an emergency podcast. And I think that these people know like there's something really wrong here. And we could lose everything. We could lose our funding as scientists. We could lose our credibility. But as we have said before in many other shows, like their conscience is like, we've got to do this. We've got to let people know because what is the price of, of not sharing the information that you have? What, I mean, to your soul, really, you know, or to your being as a person. So I think that we are seeing it. And then we see the... Um, the censoring just on, you know, fire again and like all the misinformation that comes out, like Doug, you were sharing about the, or maybe it was Damien about the, you know, that, that, that it's, that's, that's not true. Those guys aren't saying that kind of stuff, you know, it's safe and effective. That's, I mean, they always go back to that trite. It's safe and effective. It's safe and effective Mm -hmm. as every day, more and more really damning information comes out. I mean, when the guy comes out that invented the technology and says, this is bad news uh, and we knew about it. uh, Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty damning evidence. I think. It's true. Makes me wonder what, I mean, Elliot, you were saying it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. It makes me wonder because I think, you know, this is the tip of the iceberg. This is, um, we're seeing the immediate effects. We're not seeing the long-term, long-range effects yet. I, I'm just wondering if, like, future generations are just going to be basically these, like, crippled, like, absolutely crippled generations. Um, you know, once you start to see these these long-term effects coming out, like, people aren't going to be able to do anything be essentially just sick all the time an entire generation of sick people i don't know and when we factor that in i mean before the covid stuff what were we talking about what have we been talking about for like six years yeah the other toxic stuff stuff. we've exposed to i mean there's hundreds of different shows of different topics of all the things that negatively affect our health and back then we were saying oh, you know, this is so terrible, you know, how are humans ever going to continue on because we're exposed to so much toxic stuff? Yeah. I mean, now we throw into the COVID, the COVID vaccine into the mix. I mean, humans are relatively resilient, right? We, we've made it this far. And even though everything is uh, <clears throat> toxic, it seems as though, you know, we're exposed to so much junk. We still somehow manage to kind of cope, you know, it's even true, though it actually. does it does make, make us sick in some respects but uh in if we look at the the death rate for instance the survival rate i mean people generally live longer than they 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 ever did before mm. um or at least in our recorded history right uh quality of life that's questionable but still uh yeah it's difficult to say it could go either way right it could be just something that human beings kind of 
they adapt to in some way and they're just like, well, okay, this is really bad and some people die, but other people manage to adapt. I don't think it's going to be like that. I'm just kind mm. of being devil's advocate here. Yeah, yeah. I think on the other hand, I am probably more in agreement with you that we are kind of going towards a downward downward slope, you know, a downward spiral. That's and what it this seems is to me. Just another one of the probably key things, which is enough to massively uh, affect our health. Yeah. Well, it's a good point. Um, and I, I do find it kind of funny that um, COVID has come along and just wiped everything else off the front page. You know, we actually do sit around and say, well, why don't we do a show not about COVID? And it's it's very difficult. You know, the non-COVID news, you, you don't find much of it. I mean, none of that stuff has gone away. All the stuff we were talking about, the GMOs, the other vaccines, all that kind of stuff, the toxicity, uh, the estrogens in the environment, all that kind of stuff that we, we've been talking about for years. None of that stuff has gone away. Um, so this, yeah, all this stuff about the, the, the COVID vaccines is really just compounding the issue. It's kind of the most present one, the most, uh, uh, the most important one at the moment, I'd say. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right, Elliot. It's just one more thing added onto the pile. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're hopeful for it, although I, I don't know that I am. <laughs> I'm hopeful too, Elliot. I feel like, you know, if anything, this is going to get people interested who may not have been interested before, or mm -hmm. at least they start to see, you know, the very glaring information coming out, um, you know, one of our articles that we read for this show that I just want to share some information from was called the CDC is investigating reports of heart inflammation in young COVID vaccine recipients. And this was carried uh, in the New York Times, which is, again, kind of shocking <laughs> uh, that, that a mainstream you know, news outlet would carry such information. But I just wanted to share, it says the cases seem to have occurred predominantly in adolescents and young adults about four days after their second dose of one of the mRNA vaccines made by Moderna and Pfizer. And the cases were more common in males than females. So I find that kind of interesting. They said most cases appear to be mild and follow-up of cases is ongoing, the vaccine safety group said. So now the CDC comes out and rec strongly recommends COVID vaccines for Americans ages 12 and older. So they say all that, and then they strongly recommend it. And then they go on to write, we look forward to seeing more data about these cases so we can better understand if they are related to the vaccine or if they are coincidental. I mean, you're, you're saying in this article that you think this is coincidental, yeah. that all of a sudden young males in particular are dying of heart attacks or having- but also Sorry, but also what, what they're saying is we want to experiment. Yeah, you know, we're happy exactly. for the children, for our children to be the experiment because then we can look at the data after the fact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what they're, saying. they're saying, yeah, offer your children up as guinea pigs and then we'll make our decision. Instead of doing all of the safety trials beforehand to come to that conclusion before administering it en masse. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the opposite way around to how it should actually be, no? Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off, Erica. It's just no, no. You're making a very important point. You know that that we're going to continue to give it to them so we can collect more data because you are the experiment. So now the big joke is for those of us that aren't unvaccinated, we're the control group. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
we are the control group in this experiment because in all experiments, you have to have a control group and the children should be the control group. No, no children under 18. They're not at a risk. They should be the control group. Children should not be vaccinated, period. I, I stand very strongly with the COVID vaccine, you know, and I am not pro vaccine. I'll just share that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and I know we did a show a while back about the, you know, Nuremberg and all that. Yeah. I know Doug, you have no faith that that will come to pass, but. Yeah, uh, it might be, but I think it would be a show trial. Mm-hmm. I don't think the people who are really responsible for this stuff will ever, we're not going to see them brought before a tribunal or anything like that. That's my feeling anyway. And maybe I'm just being cynical, but, uh, no, I think I, you're being realistic. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're being realistic. And and we know that because they were given a, all pharma making this vaccine were given immunity beforehand. So they they set up that whole structure from the very beginning. They cannot be held accountable. Mm-hmm. So and I think they knew that the, that that they should take away accountability because there would be side effects. They knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, when is there ever not side effects? You know, <laughs> somebody name me one pharmaceutical drug that doesn't have any side effects. Zero. It doesn't right. exist. It doesn't right. exist. So of course they know there's going to be side effects. Of course they know there's going to be issues. That's why it makes yeah. me so mad when the, the, the media tries to, to portray it as being 100% safe. It's like, no, no pharmaceutical drug is 100% safe. So how are you going to tell me that this vaccine is? It doesn't make any sense. Well, and they always throw that word effective in there as well. Safe yeah. and effective. It's like, yeah. it's so, it's just trotted out. And it's, it's mind programming straight yeah, up, especially for parents. It's safe and effective. It's safe and effective. They would never do anything to harm my child. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no data to show that it is safe and effective. So they're talking to their ass as usual. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else? Any other Lightning. We have, I mean, it, it, for those that are interested that actually want to read all of the reports about this, and again, it does seem to be predominantly male as opposed to female, which I find kind of interesting in that respect, you can look on SOT.net. They have a extended, I mean, I think there was probably, what, 10, 15 articles to go through just of the side effects for children. So anything else, anything you, Elliot, Doug, Damien, that you'd like to add for today? I think we've covered it. And as always, the information will be ongoing. Things change, new information comes out. Um, We just hope that parents in particular, but people in general understand like this is, you know, you have a very low, especially children incidence of dying from COVID. If you get it, then you have lifelong immunity. If you get the vaccine that wipes out all the lifelong immunity. So, you know, right now, the way that it looks, you're much better, uh, you know, doing vitamin C, vitamin D alternative health (laughs) approaches to stay healthy and, um, you know, keep your children same let them get out don't make them wear a mask you know we could go on and on and on and on listen to our previous shows but um i thank you guys for joining me today please like and share our video 
there's lots of sharing going on. A lot of alternative health researchers are talking about these types of topics. I know sometimes the information can be overwhelming, but better we know now than not. So thank you all. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.